And it mm-hmm. simply reads, I am from Belize, and I thoroughly enjoy your show. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how is it going? I am in a busy season right now with work, a highly mm. stressful season. And so right now my life is alternating between my work computer and my podcast computer doing one task or another. And so I'm I'm a little bit overextended right now, but life, life is good. Busy is good. I, I don't mind it. Well, both I and the listeners appreciate your dedication to the podcast laptop. Uh, no problem. <laughs> it's honestly, like doing podcast stuff is honestly my reward. I love it. Great. Well, then, you know, I'll just pile more work on for you. And Oh, yeah. Um, just, just, you know, send it my way. Just like pipeline it straight <laughs> to me. Perfect. <laughs> How are you? What's the latest? I'm good. My mom was here this weekend. She just left a couple hours ago. That's so awesome. I'm so jealous. It was so nice. She joined me. For those of you who follow me on Instagram or watching my stories, she joined my Ask Me Anything over the weekend, and it was a lot of fun. It seems like it was a hit. I thought she had great things to say. I loved it. It was a hit, and she continued to be blown away by there's this. So I posted one of the videos. I cross posted it to my TikTok, the one we've mentioned this advice before on the pod, the one where she says, if it's right, there's nothing you can do wrong, and if it's wrong, there's nothing you can do right which I should say is only a starting point. There are obviously exceptions based on many comments that I got. But I cross-posted that on TikTok and it's at like 200,000 views or something like that. And she kept asking throughout the weekend, like, oh, so what's it at now? And I'd be like, oh, it's at this. And then this morning I'm like, mom, what do you think it's at? And it was it was fun. She wants those stat updates now. She's like, <laughs> she's got that taste. She's addicted to the views. Yeah. Um, no, it was great though. Um, and, uh, we just had a great time and she helped me kind of assess the situation in my apartment. She helped me pick out plants that I'll probably kill soon. Very relatable. I'm terrible with plants and I know they're so trendy right now, so I should figure it out, but I can't. I just feel like with my outdoor space that I am just obligated to have some sort of at least herb garden. Hmm. Very, very legitimate. Good idea. I also cook a lot, so it would be helpful. Um, But that's my main update. I haven't really – I did wrap up my dating app challenge. Okay. Any any conversations or swipes of note? Not really. The only – the thing that I've decided to do based on – so I will say that it is definitely true that dating apps reward you for being more active. I definitely got more matches on Bumble than I was previously getting when I was just kind of like lackadaisical about it. Okay, then that's like a pretty good pro in the column. It is. It also made me extra realize how bad Hinge has been for me. Hinge has been really dry. I, I've i never honestly thought – Hinge has never been that successful for me. Okay. And this just further proved it because even with the extra dedication to it, I got literally zero matches in the week. Mm-hmm. And that time – investment is not worth it. So I'm actually going, and I'm going to film and talk about this, I'm deleting my Hinge account and starting fresh and seeing what happens. Oh, wow. Wait, so deleting it and literally like making a new Hinge profile? Yeah. Okay. What do you think that will do? 
It will at the very least reset who it knows I've talked to already over the years. I've had a hinge. I was a beta tester of hinge. So I, of this new version of you go deep. Yeah. Like I actually accidentally ended up in a long distance situationship with a guy on the beta version of the current hinge because Mm -hmm. they hadn't gotten their location shit figured out yet. And it accidentally matched us. (gasps) Wow. This was, gosh, seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. So Hinge is one of is an app that actually does know who you've talked to and doesn't show them to you again, unlike Bumble, where you can unmatch with somebody and it will show them to you again. Mm-hmm. Even if they say they don't, they do. But Hinge does not. So I think that it is keeping people from me that I may have matched with, I mean, years ago. So we'll see. I like this plan. Keep me posted and maybe I will do it too. I will I will let you know. I, uh, I got the uh, sort of impetus to do it from a friend of mine um, who used to work there. So we shall see. I love the inside line. Um, (laughs) I have like not exactly a hinge update, but I have an update on my hinge hack. Great. Okay. So if people recall, I was going through my standouts page and if a man mentioned that he had – like if his Instagram was in his bio and obviously – it's there is a completely perfect nexus, at least in my case, of people who have their Instagrams listed in their profile and then a public Instagram. Yes. And so I was able to like go and look and whatever. I was messaging those people in a comedic, lighthearted way about the fact that they'd shown up on my standouts page. Like that's why I was here. And <laughs> I was unwilling to engage in the capitalist hinge um uh racket and so um i got a response great yes i did what they say so um i mean i can look at exactly what they said so i wanna i want to i don't know if hedge is the right word but i want to sort of like temper the success rate of this because I think there is a mitigating factor here, which is he and I have, it's sort of like old school Facebook, like he and I have two mutuals on Instagram. Ah. And so I think he felt like I was a normal person that like, yes, he could at least research (laughs) if he so wanted. Yes. Fair. Yes. So his response was, sounds like you're very economical. And then how do you know the two people that we both follow and are followed by? One of whom I also know, which is funny. One of which you do know, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't want to say that this was a runaway success <laughs> to the listeners. Like, don't don't have any illusions. Are, are you still chatting with him though? Yeah, we switched to text, oh, and we will okay. see. We will see how it goes. I w- I would like to know how many slides people get when they do that. Same. Maybe I will work my way up to ask. Was anybody private? Um. Yes, a couple of people were private, and so I just didn't message them. Why would you put your Instagram in there if you're private? Is that just to be like, hey, I am a real person, though you can't see me? It could be. There, I will say their little profile picture circles matched either a picture they chose for their dating app or it was like very obviously them. So yeah. confirmed, not catfish via the small piece of information. Okay. So yeah, maybe that's why. Well, I am excited to hear if you go out with this guy. That could be fun. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. I I got to get through these next two weeks. I'm like a little worried about the people I'm talking to right now just sort of like falling by the wayside because I'm busy, busy, but it is what it is. I think you'll do it. So I will 
proudly say that I do not have a phone throwing moment this week. Yeah. We are two weeks without an incident. Amazing. Great work. Yes. Now, I I should also probably tie that in with the fact that I really haven't been talking to anyone. Fair enough. Good, um, good caveat. So I've had very little opportunity. But I do have two listener submissions of listener phone throwing moments. I love that the listeners are getting in on this. Um, I almost think that like we should welcome we should welcome and encourage these. We should absolutely welcome it. In fact, when we get off of this recording, I'm going to add a section to our suggestion form, which you can find at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. And then you can submit your own phone throwing moments, which also I should plug that there is a weirder nah suggestion section now. So if you want a certain situation to be submitted for weirder nah, you can also submit it there. Love it. But without further ado, so one person she it's very long but I'll I'll cut it down. She basically said she'd been on a few dates with this guy. The other day she was lying in bed at like 10:30 p.m. and he video called her out of nowhere, no preamble or warning. They had been having a super serious texting conversation about where things were going prior. The fear that would shoot through my body. <laughs> Yeah. She said, I honestly nearly threw my phone across the room. Then two seconds later, he audio called me on WhatsApp. What happened on his end? She ignored him. Reasonable. And then five minutes later, yeah, five minutes later, he messaged her in a panic telling her he didn't mean to and his nephew was doing it on his phone. That is so funny. (laughs) Oh my God. Both. I feel bad for both of them. I know. It's honestly a more of a th- phone-throwing moment for him than her. And then the second one I actually think is even better. So not to compare these two people, but – So she was chatting to a guy on Bumble, and he sent her his number to move to text. So she sent him a message, and 10 minutes later got a reply saying, wrong number, hun. It's so-and-so, followed by a picture of, in her words – the most massive 6'10", apparently ripped guy I have ever seen in my life, but not the guy that I had swiped right on. Can we upgrade? So <laughs> so she went back on Bumble, messaged the guy with a screenshot of the message. Turns out he'd accidentally sent her his old personal trainer's phone number because somebody had asked for it earlier and it was still copied to his clipboard. Oh my God. Again, I think this is a this is a him problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And then she said, "Imagine sending the number of your biggest, buffest male contact to the girl you're trying to hit on." That is so perfect, and I love the button that she put on it. That is amazing, <laughs> amazing. And but now, apparently, the personal trainer has been texting her and has asked her out to drinks. Oh heck yeah, let's go! So they live 500 miles apart. Is the thing that is not going to work? <laughs> no. <laughs> But I was living for this story. The story, she did a very good storytelling job too, where she sent it in like snippets. And I was just living for each update. You were like waiting for the next DM. Yeah. Those are so good. Yeah. Well, one other thing that I'm excited about this week is that even though at the time of recording, our episode with our two best guy friends, Matt and Darcy, has not yet aired yet. Correct. We are getting very excited replies from the listeners about it. I'm so pumped. I really cannot wait for the reaction. I saw Matt today and he is very nervous. (laughs) Darcy actually met my mom yesterday. 
love, which was really fun. Somehow they never met. Just you know, she lives in California, so it's it's just harder. Um, but it, w- it was very fun. But it was also really funny because in addition to getting the messages about my mom posting, people were messaging me like, who are these guys? Are they eligible bachelors? And as we discussed on the pod, Matt is dating someone, but Darcy is not at the time of recording. So stay tuned, listeners. Perhaps there will be something to come. Yeah, absolutely. Put them up on the old auction block. Yeah, right? Exactly. So something that I have started incorporating into my daily routine is our new sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and specifically taking their hormone harmony. It is plant-based, it is nature-inspired, and it is herbal. I'm a little conscious. I want to make sure I know what am I putting in my body. I want to be taking the right type of things. They have got it down at Happy Mammoth. Yeah, they're really dedicated to making women's lives easier, and that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They really make no compromise when it comes to quality. I have really been appreciating it for when I'm feeling like a little off or down around that time of the month. Because I have an IUD, I don't get a period. So it often surprises me when I'm at that time of the month. And this has really helped level me out in those times. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to manage PMS, their estro control specifically. It also is helpful if you're going through menopause or premenopause as well. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use our code FMH at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code FMH for 15% off today. So Erica, you know I love a fancy drink. And something that's been really helping me to do that without consuming more alcohol than I want to is Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails. They're 0% alcohol, made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and honestly taste just like your favorite cocktails, but without the alcohol. I like to have a few things in my fridge that give me a little bit of flavor, and their flavors are amazing. They have the lime, margarita, grapefruit, paloma, ginger lime, mule, watermelon, mojito. One of those has to sound good to you. I think they're all great. My personal favorite is the watermelon mojito. That one is so good. I recently had a few people over and pulled them out of my fridge. They had never tried them before. They're now hooked. They've ordered recess mocktails. We're spreading the word. I'm not a day drinker, but I want to go for the hang. And it's the perfect thing to bring to those scenarios that you're like, I'm here, I'm having fun, I got something in my hand. But if you're not a day drinker like me, then a recess mocktail might be perfect for you. You can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um, So Allie, let's talk about our topic for the day. What are we what are we diving into? We're it's you know, we've had a guest, we're returning to our traditional format. We are. And today we're talking about red flags. And it's interesting because we we introduced the segment Weird or Nah a few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole segment is honestly it could it could be called red flag or nah. Agreed. And so I think it ties in really well to this. Um, and so before we dive into that topic, I need to reveal to you the results of this week's poll. I'm very nervous. I I have a guess and I feel okay about it this time. Okay. So, (laughs) great. Okay. So, listeners, if you did not see my stories over the weekend, this week's Weird or Nah was the person that you've been on a couple dates with has started drunk texting you. These text messages are not sexual in nature, I specified in that poll. Yeah, I think that's important. Yes, very important. And a lot of people mention that in the replies. Um, okay, so you've been in a couple dates. They're drunk texting you innocuously, but they're drunk texting you. What do you think the listener said, weird or not? Nah? I think that they're going to say this is not, nah, not weird. What's the split? I think it's going to be pretty heavy. I think it's going to be like 
So you have underestimated the people who think this is weird. Oh, interesting. It is about 35-65. 35 weird, 65 nah. Okay. I thought I, I clearly thought it was going to be more extreme, but at least I have it going in the right direction this time. Progress every yes. week, people. <laughs> progress, <laughs> progress, not perfection work. Yeah, exactly. So, and the people who thought it was weird. So interestingly, even though it was th- only 35% weird and 65% nah, there were way more submissions about why it was weird than why it wasn't, indicating that those people felt much more strongly that it was weird. Yeah, for sure. Or I wonder, because you can see the results obviously after you vote. And so I wonder, do you think they saw they were in the minority and felt like they had to explain? That's interesting. We should track that over time to see if the one, the one that less people, that's, this is a good data point. If the one that less people are voting for. Yeah. Coming up with the data, we are going to be into it. (laughs) I love a research moment. Um, I wonder if that's true though, if there are going to be more submissions, submissions generally for the one that less people vote for. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, testable hypothesis. But, um, so let's get into it. What did they say? So the theme in general for the people who thought it was weird, there were sort of two camps. There was a group of people who thought that it indicated a lifestyle that they didn't align with. Okay. So like, are they getting drunk all the time? Um, don't they have any self-control was a really big theme. Um, that sort of thing that like it indicated that that person is doing something that they wouldn't want them doing. Can I also say that there might be some new, I'm, I'm about to say this. Can you believe there's nuance here and it's not black and white? Um, obviously. So I think that Like, I don't want to be confused here as there is a difference between if I got a text that was, like, misspelled, that made no sense, that was, like, really sloppy, that's a really different thing than, like, I've had three white claws, it's a Saturday, you know, at 6 p.m., and... There are a lot of dogs here. Exactly. And, like, I'm petting all the dogs. Like... Which, if if you guys don't remember, is some is a drunk text that Rourke received the other week. <laughs> yes. And so, like, that's almost like – I almost want to call it, like, a tipsy text. Yes. So, like, that to me, that's super not weird. That's the person's – you're sort of on their mind. They're feeling, like, a little bit – their boundaries or their walls are a little lower. And they just sort of want to reach out to somebody they're interested in because you're – like, it, that doesn't bother me. I do think – I would align with the camp that thinks like, oh, this is like a little intense or like this might be a little scary if it was like gibberish. Yeah. So you've hit on the theme of almost everyone who said nah was that like, it means they're on your mind. Mm -hmm. Like drunk words or sober thoughts like that. Pretty much every single response to nah was the same. Okay. And that it was like, oh, they're thinking about me. Yeah. Um, And that they feel comfortable and that you won't judge them and that, you know, it's cute is what the most of those people said. Um, the other camp of the people who thought it was weird was that we barely know each other. I don't want to talk to you this much. That's honestly relatable. I, that is sort of why I lean weird. I think that there's a little bit of an intimacy to doing that mm-hmm. where you sort of feel safe to be a little silly or say something a little risky or flirty with somebody at that point. And I don't know that that rapport is built for me after a couple dates. 
Yeah, I am the queen of the risky tipsy text. I love that for you. Completely innocuous. Like not, it is not a sext. It is a, just a tipsy text. Yep. But I live for them. So that is what pushes me into the nah camp. Fair. But I understand, I understand where you're coming from. And I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. I will tell a friend I'm in love with them. <laughs> like, if platonically. <laughs> yes. But like, be on two dates with me. Stand at arm's length, please. <laughs> May I say that I loved your tipsy text to me the other yeah, night? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes, please continue that. No problem. And I have tried to shift, like we were saying the other day, like you said, if you feel like texting your ex, text me instead. Like I have tried to shift to that. It's easier said than done. 100%. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So I've just decided not to talk to anybody at all. And then there won't be anybody for me to text. Though I do still feel, I do still feel incoming. I got a drunk text message last night from a former situationship. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did 1 a.m. thinking of you. Oh no. Well, I was I was asleep. Okay. So he sent me thinking of you at 1 a.m. I wrote back at 8 a.m. with a waving hand emoji. Reasonable. He hasn't replied. Natural. Yeah. Like good morning. It is now the light of day. Are you still thinking of me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How are those thoughts doing this morning, sir? Yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. Okay, so answer to most people, not a red flag. Yeah, and I, I'm with them. Yeah. But I totally agree with you that if it was something like, if I read it and I went, oh, no, like sloppy, that would that would be bad. Yeah. And especially, and I like, frankly, you know, we can decide what, you know, sort of society's norms are around drinking, but I also think like- the night matters. Is it a Saturday or a Tuesday? I probably have a different yeah. opinion. I completely agree. Yeah. So we actually got a lot of listener emails that are relevant to this topic, but I think that most of them are trying to get us to talk about red flags that come to light when you're in a dating dynamic. But yeah. But I know from my own experience from your TikTok, there are plenty of red flags that we can be aware of at far earlier stages, such as the app um, itself, if seeing their profile, maybe those first messages, the first date itself. And so let's sort of dial the clock back in the dating story and start at like, you're on their profile. What are some things that should maybe give you pause? Well, first, Rick, I want to ask you, what do you think a red flag is? Like, how do you define that? I'm so glad that you decided to ask this threshold question. I think that a a red flag is cause for pause, where I think you want to ask yourself, is this a is this a is this something I need to be worried about? Is this a personality trait or something about this person that is going to come to bear on our relationship in a negative way that's either going to create a toxic emotional attachment or, um, you know, there's such thing as just like a red flag that makes you not a good fit. And so like, it doesn't have to be severe. I just think it's sort of something that should maybe raise some, I don't want alarm bells is even too strong, but just like a sense of like your spidey senses, your dating spidey senses are tingling that like something is up. Yeah. I like that definition because what a red what a red flag is not to me is a deal breaker. Correct. Those need to be distinct topics. I agree. And I think a lot of people when I post about especially about dating app profile red flags, they're thinking that I'm saying if this person does this thing, 
hard no, absolutely not. And there are some of those. But generally speaking, a red flag is just like, "Eh, I'm going to watch out for this. Yes. Totally agree. So, and, you know, we get into like the nuances of what's a red flag versus a yellow flag. And I think that can get a little bit messy, but we're probably talking about a little bit of both here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think if a listener wants to really split hairs about that with us, we are, I think, open to considering the fact that there might be differences there. But for the purposes of this conversation, we're just going to sort of lump those things together that we perceive as like warning signs. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with the profile because this, I think, I have been shocked in my work with clients on their own profiles and also evaluating others' profiles Mm -hmm. in how many things I perceive as red flags that people have never thought about. I love that you can bring this to light for the people. I... (laughs) Well, the the biggest one, I think, the biggest umbrella is negativity in your profile. I agree. And that that can take a lot of different forms. That can take, you know, references to past relationships or, you know, like if somebody says you better be loyal, like, okay, somebody probably cheated on you. Yeah. You know, negativity about the app itself. So if somebody says, you know, dating apps are dumb, but here we are, or willing to lie about how we met. It's, you know, we've talked about this before. It's like, great. So you're, you're insulting me for being here on the app that we're trying to meet on. Yeah. And then I'm sure you probably see this one a lot in New York. I see it a lot in LA. The, um, not into influencer types or if you're chasing likes, you're not for me. I don't see that that often. And I wonder if that is truly an LA thing. I've never seen that. But I, but that's totally in that same camp. Yeah. One thing that I do see all the time here is when somebody puts their social media handle and then says, not on here much, message me there for better luck or something like that. Ridiculous. I'm like, you think you're so fly that I'm going to exit this app that we're supposed to be meeting on, open a different app, type, manually type in what you've written just to have the chance to talk to you. Which... Gotta be upfront. Work did. <laughs> but didn't you purposely not do it if they specifically said to? A hundred percent. No, none of the people that I messaged from it had it as a I'm not on here, contact me yeah. here. They had it as like check out all my skiing photos on, which is like a good, I think, way to bring up, you know, feel free to look at my Instagram. Yeah, totally. And I think that a slight sort of maybe cousin to this is people who are trying to get you to prove something or feel special if they talk to you. Yes. For me, that is a major red flag. Negging is the word that I've used to describe it on my Instagram. Ugh, old mystery. He really screwed us. Yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with the lovely mystery, he wrote a book or did he write that book or he was featured in it, but whatever, it's about him. He got a reality show out of it. That's all I know. He did. It's called The Game. I actually really enjoyed reading it just as a like um, warning manual, ways to spot red flags, honestly. I read that book as a way to spot red flags of pickup artists and the tactics that they use. And one of them is nagging, which is a way that somebody, pickup artist coined this term, but it's a way that somebody can sort of make themselves seem socially superior to you by slightly insulting you, not in a major way. You barely even notice, but it makes you want to impress them. 
one of like a subtle one that I came across recently was tell me what you're reading, not what you're watching. Yes. That is a huge one. Right. Um, Or there are other ones that are, that say I, I swipe left on 95% of profiles. So if we match, you know, you're in the top for 5% or whatever they say, but it's like already making you feel like you're competing with all of these other people. And oh my God, you should feel so special that I even swiped right on you. Yeah. Like, so it's like all of those that are making you just, you're on the defensive already mm-hmm. and saying like, pick me, like me, you know, and you're already feeling like that person is superior to you even before, just psycho- psychologically, even before you even matched. If we're using red flag as a warning sign, what do you think that is a warning sign of? To me, I think that is a warning sign of somebody who will manipulate you to make you feel like you need to prove themselves yourself to them. Okay. I agree with that. I was just interested. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's a manipulative tactic. I mean, negging is a manipulative tactic. It's not always indicative of a manipulative person, which we'll get into a little bit later, I think. But it is a manipulative tactic because it's throwing off the way you're feeling for the other person's gain. Right. So – of all the things you've mentioned, is that stuff really a red flag or are those deal breakers at such an early stage? Some are some of each, I think. Okay. The 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 people who say I only swipe right on 5% of people or, you know, those those are deal breakers for me. Those Agreed. are extreme. The one who says I'm not on here much, so message me here, that's probably more a true red flag in the sense that they could legitimately not be on the dating app very much. Does that make them somebody that I maybe want to date, given that they're probably not prioritizing it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it isn't a deal breaker if they do see it and then we have a good connection. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's one that I would swipe right on. And if it if we match and it expires because he didn't see it, then not meant to be. I shan't be messaging him on Instagram. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Rook, I have to interrupt I just got a DM that is so on the nose about what we're talking about with negging in a profile. Please go on. It's a screenshot from someone. I'll just read you his about me. It's vaccinated, four exclamation points. Great. Yeah. Love to hear it. Yeah. We love to hear that. I'll charm your socks right off your hands. That that part I don't really understand. Same. But <laughs> DM me if you understand that part. Here's where it gets good. I'm here to play, quote, OMG hiking and yoga bingo. It's 2021. You've been on your couch like the rest of us. Going to breweries is not a personality trait. Neither is having a dog. You're basic. Be different or go back to bed. Oh, my God. Yup. You be different. I- <laughs> Based on this episode, people say what you've said all the time, sir. So you are, in fact, the one who is basic. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Um, and the other one that I haven't mentioned yet, but that I do consider a red flag, but not a deal breaker is the, are the people who say, ask me anything or message me to find out more Mm. rather than actually filling out their profile. Yeah. I see a lot of dot, dot, dots, literally where it'll be like, pick your first date, dot, dot, dot. Biggest risk I've taken, dot, dot, dot. And my thought is that they're just trying to get their profile out there as quickly as possible and like start swiping. But like, take five minutes, guys. <laughs> Literally five minutes. Or the people who say, I'll fill this out later. I'm like, nope. 
in the time it took you to write that, you could have written something else. Also, like, it's not a Mensa test. Just, like, show a little (laughs) bit of personality. Anything. So, but again, those are not deal breakers per se. Yeah. It's a red flag of somebody who might be lazy. Yeah. And so then I I think you need to start talking to them and figuring out if that's how that's going to play out or if it's going to be totally fine. Exactly. But yeah, and I – or the people who – and there's Amelia Sampson on TikTok is one of my favorite follows and she almost exclusively posts videos of guys on Hinge who don't answer the prompt, who pick a prompt on Hinge that they don't have an answer for and she like has a coffee mug and she's like, pick a different prompt. She's really fucking funny. I highly recommend following her but stuff like that is a red flag for me too. Yeah, she's definitely showed up on my FYP. And I really like the ones where they've chosen one that has a sample answer. So it'll say pick <laughs> like pick your favorite first date and it's like tacos and tequila or like a hike at sunset. And they just write one of them. <laughs> they think that that's the they think it's an either or question. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. The ones that really get me are the people who don't have an answer for the prompt but choose it anyway, even though there are dozens of prompt options. So for example, like my most irrational fear, and then they'll be like, I don't know, I'm not really scared of much. Oh I'm like, God. then don't don't pick that prompt. Yeah. Okay, we pick are a different prompt. We are really far afield now, but I highly recommend everybody Google um DJ Khaled's Proust questionnaire. Because it is the most insane thing ever where every answer is like that. Where it's like, what is your biggest indulgence? Everything. My life is an indulgence. What are you scared of? Nothing. Except for airplanes. Okay. Then you have a fear. Airplanes. You're scared of airplanes. It's so good. It's like exact. It's that in a capsule. Anyway, we can fucking edit that out. Great. I just had to get that so out we there. feel that DJ Khaled would be terrible on Hinge is what we're saying. 100%. We know he's terrible for many reasons. Yeah. He also would probably be the guy that's not on there much. You have to message him on social. Thousand percent. Oh my God. <laughs> Great call. Good God. Okay. Anyway. So, so we get through the app. We get through the profile. We're talking. We're talking. Now some red flags. I actually have one that I noticed and recently has like completely evaporated he was sort of like not super engaging in the app Mm. um the questions were not quite as low as just like answering and then how about you and you yeah exactly it was not quite that bad they were he was generating some new questions it just was very elementary level effort and so I was like a little hesitant, you know, do I let this die? Do I just sort of keep it going? I kind of matched his effort. And then I can't remember why, but at some point I just was like, I kind of wonder if he would be better over text. And Mm. so I said like, it it was sort of in the evening and I was like, I kind of want to close the app for the night. If you want to text me, here's my number. And he did. And we ended up having like a great lively exchange over text over the next like 30 minutes or whatever. And I I was completely shook. Like he's like a different person off app. Wow. Except that we know where this is going. So. Wait, we do? Well, you said he evaporated. No, this is a new guy. I haven't told you about oh, this guy. Oh, I thought, it, no, I thought at the beginning of the story you said that Oh, he I meant evaporated. the red flag evaporated. Sorry if I did not make oh, that clear. Oh, no. Clear to the so listeners. Sense. The red flag, we're green flag. We're green flagging. We're green, we're green, green means go. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. So maybe he was just kind of drained by the app itself, like being in there. Yeah. But anyway, I do think that that is a red flag to me. The like answering but not keeping up like a general – like not being generative in the conversation. Yes, which I think is an important distinction to make, which we've talked about on the pod before. But it's not just about asking questions back. Correct. It's about keeping the conversation going and adding new information into it. Like you said, generative, generating new branches of the conversation or new topics, which isn't always just an exchange of questions. Correct. Like it would be crazy if conversation is not just ping-ponging question and answers. No. No. And I say that a lot to clients actually when they're like, he isn't asking me questions back. I'm like, okay, well, think about normal conversations that you have. Normally – one person is generally asking more questions and the other person is expanding on them and then taking the conversation potentially into a different place. Yeah. Like the and you is not really a thing in real life conversations. Agreed. As much. But yeah. So that was that was a red flag to me that ended up uh, being fine with this one man. But often Love the that. conversation just dies and I'm like, okay, that's where we're at. Yeah. And I, a lot of people will ask me too, because I think that the flip side of these red flags is, well, what now? And how do you deal with it? And people will say, what do I say to somebody when I feel like they're not holding up their end of the conversation? And my usual answer to that is nothing. Yeah. Let it die. There's no, because if you say to somebody, you're kind of a bad conversationalist or you're kind of boring, like, First of all, that's subjective because maybe there'd be somebody else with whom they would have a better rapport and they're mm-hmm. just not your, for you. But second of all, like, I, I don't know that that's constructive feedback that they can actually do anything about. Agreed. Maybe, honestly, it might be constructive feedback. And yet I don't think somebody you're messaging with on an app is going to be the one to like crack through and change their life. Yes. That's, that's more what I meant. Yeah, totally. I so I also think though – going back to what we're talking with profiles, that the negging and feeling like you need to prove yourself shows up a lot in early messaging, even more so, I think, than on profiles. So I posted a video like a week ago, maybe, about red flags in messaging and profiles, and I got some DMs, and a couple of them were in this vein of negging or having to prove yourself in messages. And a few people said that people have asked them, what sets you apart from other girls or what sets you apart from other women? So, and that's in a vein of a red flag that I said in my video is when somebody tells you you're not like other blank, like you're not like other girls, you're not like other men, whatever. Because my first question is what's wrong with them? What's wrong with that group as a whole? Yep. But the reason that I think that that question is a red flag or asking you what sets you apart is because it's like you're trying to sell yourself now to them of here's why you should like me. Yeah. It just feels icky to me. Like we're engaging in this to figure out if we are set apart from others in that we might be a good match. Right. The rest of it like doesn't matter. I, you know, you let me know if this is like, I'll let you know if this works for me. You let me know if it works for you. Yeah. Because there are, there are plenty of things that sets me apart from other women, not in a good or a bad way, just in the fact that I'm a unique human being. I was about to say, everybody is unique, just like everybody else. I love that like paradox. Yeah, completely. But like, I don't know what those things are going to be for you that you know, if those are going to be good for what you're looking for, if the things that set you apart from other men are going to be what I'm looking for, that's why we're going to date. Yeah. 
figure that out. We're going to figure out the damn thing. Seriously. Um, and then the other one that, again, not a deal breaker, but I think a red flag, a warning sign is when somebody asks why you're still single. Yes. I saw your video on this. Can you explain why this sort of sparks that feeling in you? So it implies that being single is bad. Very true. That there must be something wrong with somebody who is single. That if you are single, there has to be a reason beyond not having met the right partner. Yeah. We should start doing this. We should be like, why are you married? (laughs) I saw this. I'm going to get it wrong now. But I saw this meme that was like, you know, the like marry, fuck, kill thing of like, which one would you marry, fuck, or kill? This person said, I would marry fucking fuck killing and kill marrying. That's super clever. Yeah. I like it that. It was great. And that like I would like to eventually be married, so I'm not I'm not shitting on people who are married, but I just thought that was particularly funny because so the reason that I just don't like that question is because it centers it centers being partnered as the normal thing. Correct. And then if you're not partnered, then there has to be a reason. Explain yourself. Yeah. I don't like that at all. No, me either. So, but again, not a deal breaker per se, because a ton of people in the comments were like, I don't think that's how people meant it. But let's remember the impact is greater than intent. And even if they just are, if they, and because a lot of people said, oh, they're trying to compliment you. They're trying to say they think you're really great. And my response to that is, okay, then tell me you think I'm really great. Yeah. Just use those words. Right. You don't have to hide it under a bushel. No. What what is a bushel? (laughs) Like you're not supposed to hide your light under a bushel. I don't I think that's a religious saying. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) This is a Christian podcast. I don't know if you guys knew. Okay. okay. We've made it ten episodes in and just are just now revealing the religious. Well, wait, wait, serious question. Does it ever happen to you where you're listening to like sort of this vibey kind of like pop rock song and all of a sudden you're like, wait, is this about Jesus? So I was watching, was it it the, this is going to be really sad. What's the one that's, what's the awards that are about music? The Grammys. The Grammys. So I was, I'm sorry. I'm not super into music. So people are going to come for me. No, I I actively dislike music. Okay, great. This is a thing I have. <laughs> me too. Great. Me too. I live in fear of somebody asking me what kind of music I'm into because it's it's going to be a deal breaker. Yep. Okay. So I was watching the Grammys with my mom and this song won like best Christian rock. And I don't even remember what the song was now, but neither of us had any idea that it was a Christian song, but then the person performed it and we were like, oh yeah, that's about Jesus. That is so amazing. I love no it. idea. It's a bop. Can't lie. It can't, you know, you can't deny a bop. We are, we are all over the place today and I actually kind of love it. Um, <laughs> is it a red flag that we're all over the place? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I do, th- I, I think that this stuff, like, you know, you know, once you start sort of talking about this type of stuff, it does really spin out. Um, and yeah. so I understand why we're here, but um, let's take it to the dating stage. Like, you have now gone on at least a few dates. And um, this is where I would like to bring in some of the listener stuff because I do think um, these emails hit the right note. This listener writes, I just got out of a long-term relationship with a dude who was waving a giant red flag from the very beginning, fear of commitment. And I just didn't acknowledge it or think it was a big deal. I thought we could work through it. And I was honestly blindsided when he dumped me. She's asking... 
how do you begin to recognize red flags or deal breakers and to incorporate that type of self-awareness into your pursuit for a partner? And I think that's honestly a really good way to phrase it where it's something I struggle with too, where it's like, okay, is this a is this a red flag or deal breaker? And then is this red flag dissipating or in, or up titrating? Like those are, I think those are a lot of questions. Yeah. Sorry. I made it. I just made a face because I've never heard that word either. You're just hitting me with all sorts of new vocab words today. I think that this also, I bet you that this listener really appreciated the way that you talked about the end of your relationship or whatever it was with the cyclist. Oh, I hope so. I like, I would love that if that helped her in any way. Well, because I think in that you were very self-aware that it was starting to feel like you were going to have to constantly be metering your own emotions, worrying about whether his fear of commitment was going to get triggered. Right. And so I think that, yeah, at what point do you start thinking about that when you're dating somebody? At what point do you start thinking, is this a pattern? Is this, to your point, is this something that's growing or dissipating? Yeah. And for me... One of the most viral videos that I've ever posted on TikTok, which I did not anticipate it being that viral, was a story I told about an ex-boyfriend of mine who, and it was a story about something that in hindsight you realize was a red flag, but you didn't realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. And what that video was about, to make a long story short, is that I went out to dinner with a new boyfriend on Valentine's Day and I went to meet up with him at his apartment. I had made him this homemade card. I gave him the card. We were in his apartment. I gave him the card. He didn't give me anything. I was like, I didn't say anything, but in my head, I was like, oh, I feel a little bit dumb that I made him this cute card and like he didn't have anything for me. We went to dinner. Had you got, can I, sorry, can I ask something? Yeah, of course. Had you guys discussed like, are we doing gifts? Are we, was there any type of like conversation about that? No, we had not. Okay. And so it wasn't that I was expecting a gift. It was more that I just felt silly because I made him this very cute, like cutesy card. And I felt like, oh no, I have overinvested in a way that he hasn't. I mean, I even feel that way when there is a gift exchange and what somebody gives me is like a lot more meaningful. And I'm like, oh no, like they gave me this very thoughtful gift. And like what I'm about to give back is like kind of a joke gift. Like there can even be an agreement that an exchange is happening and it's unequal. So I get what you're saying. I just wanted to ask. Yeah. So we didn't have that. So we went to dinner. We came back to his apartment. And when we got back to his apartment, he pulled this massive bouquet of flowers out of his closet that he had been hiding from me. Mm -hmm. And when he pulled them out, and I was obviously surprised, and he just kept repeating about how I was so mad that he didn't get me anything. And he can't believe I would think he wouldn't get me anything. And like, how could I think that? Here are these flowers. At the time, I thought it was funny and kind of cute, but it be that that was manipulation, just mm-hmm. by textbook definition. Like, not to say that that made him manipulative person, manipulative person, but that is emotional manipulation. Yes. And if you're curious to understand more about why, I have a whole series that I posted after this video went viral explaining it. That didn't register to me at the time as a problem. It later became a pattern of stuff like that happening. Right. And so that was sort of like a fir- potential first indicator. Yeah. Which, at the, again, at the time, I didn't notice it. It later became normal for him to want me to be sad so that he could be the one to make me happy. Do you know what I was going to say? This reminds me of – this might be a strange mm-hmm. analogy, but I hope this kind of like drives it home because I do – I've been an observer to the war that is waged in your TikTok comments on this. <laughs> 
This reminds me of, have you seen that Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Nightcrawler? No, I don't think so. So it's about a guy who um, is a photographer and he's not making a lot of money, but he learns that he can make a bunch of money by being an ambulance chaser and being like the first on a crime scene or a crash and like photographing that and selling that to newspapers. So this was obviously many, like this, it's supposed to be many years ago. Yeah. Obviously though, like there's a finite amount of that happening. And so he starts creating crimes and crashes and all that stuff so that he's like right on the scene to take the photographs. And like, that's what this smells like to me. Yeah. That is such a good metaphor because what I came to learn throughout our relationship is that, and by the way, for everyone, this is not the aspiring sober vegan. This is somebody else. Just in case the listeners are like, what else could be wrong with that man? (laughs) He was very used to volatile fights in relationships. Okay. And I think that he didn't feel as much love if there wasn't first a drop. Oof. That's that type of roller coaster is really exhausting. Completely. But that's all he knew. And we talked about it ad nauseum and it just it didn't get any better and eventually I had to end things for that and other reasons, but that was really the first little warning sign that he liked that drama. Yeah. So what's interesting is the other email we got is, so our first email was kind of like, I was in this long-term relationship where I kind of kept receiving this red flag feedback and Mm -hmm. felt that it would be okay. And then we have somebody else who's saying, so she says that she's kind of on a hair trigger. She says um, that she had a long-term traumatic, like toxic relationship. And so she feels that she can be hyper-vigilant. And mm. so she's describing this guy she's been out of um out with for a few times and she says he's very sarcastic and answers my questions with questions and doesn't really share anything about himself. Some examples she gave were she was running late to a date as she had to buy her daughter some new clothes. She said, "I'm sorry, I'm late. I had to take my daughter shopping." And his response was, "I wonder where she gets that from." Ooh. Yeah. And then she asked him, "Do you like to cook?" And his response was, "Do I like hot blondes?" I think he was referring to me, but a simple yes would have sufficed. She feels like he has some huge walls up and he might be using this as a defense mechanism. And she's wondering if this should be a red flag to her because she can be, like she said, hypervigilant. I think that – so two separate thoughts. One, I do think that's a red flag and I think it's one that she should talk to him about. Absolutely agreed. Uh, So like to answer that question, yes. But talk to him. Like don't – you know, not red flag run away, but like red flag dig deeper. Yeah. That's great. But the other, the really good point there too is that I think it is possible to be overly vigilant with this stuff. I do too. Especially if you have a history of something happening. Like let's say you were in a relationship where your partner cheated. You might be hyper, hyper sensitive to things that feel like that felt like. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, the one of my favorite sayings that I respond to a lot of comments with is correlation does not imply causation. Classic. So that's a great it's a great saying. And I think that so what that means is that just because two things happen at the same time does not mean that one of them caused the other one. And so like, you know, people will say in my comments like, "Oh, well, he was a, he was a pilot. So of course that happened to you." That's some comment that I got on my worst date ever story. But just because you've dated a shitty pilot doesn't mean that all pilots are shitty. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a Small example. I do think we have some 
potentially like some concrete things to maybe be aware of. You know, we don't want to just like tell everybody like here's a list of red flags to keep track of, but like these are <laughs> things that, you know, try to try to look out for, I would say. Um something to me is I think it's a potential like you said a cousin to love bombing. The mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're completely available and all their time could be dedicated to you. That to me is right. a red flag. Yeah, what else what did you have going on in your life before that either you had nothing going on in your life before or you have very quickly dropped the rest of your life for a stranger. Yep, exactly. And when will I get very quickly dropped would be my next thought. That's a that's a good next thought. I actually hadn't even extended it to that point. Well, because yeah, well, if you can that easily just abandon the rest of your life, then like that shows me somebody who can really easily abandon things. Yeah. I would also be aware – so like this is actually an interesting question that sort of ties together apps, dating, like each stage. Yeah. What is your take on lying about height? Oh, Okay. Do they know they're lying? And I know that that sounds weird, but especially if we're talking – we're usually talking about men here, right? Like I don't think there are that many women out there lying about their height just because societally it doesn't matter as much for us. Yeah. But I have met many men who have no impetus to lie to me. We are not dating. There, there's no chance of us dating. They legitimately think that they are a taller height than they are proven to be. They will go to a measuring tape saying, I am six feet tall, and that measuring tape says 5'10", and they are shocked. That's a fair That's a fair point. Yeah. I, I saw a TikTok once that um, men think you're supposed to include your shoes. LOL. I could see that. <laughs> and if you're Tom Cruise, it counts your lifts. Right. Yeah. Definitely include your lifts. But I, so, so I think that that's nuanced then because generally I think any lying is a major red flag. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know if the guy that says he's 6'2 when he's really six feet because maybe he was told at some point when he was wearing shoes he was 6'2 and he rolled with it is on the same level of somebody who is intentionally misleading you. I com- I completely agree with that. And I actually – to me, it actually is a pretty great microcosm of what we're talking about here where it's like, is this a symptom of a larger lying problem or yes. are you just sort of like – a little unsure, submitting to society's pressures, hoping for the best that your spine's really straight that day. Like <laughs> wearing your Timberlands. Exactly. Um, one that's a little bit more cut and dry in terms of you knowing you're lying is age. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wait, can we talk about that with profiles where it says, like, I'm actually 42, but I can't change it? What is what? So, so you can't change it unless you delete your profile, but that does mean that you put in a fake age at some point. Yeah. So like, while that's true, I mean, you can delete your profile. While that's true, why was it ever the wrong age? Great question. And some people don't even say can't change it. Some people are like 44, not 39. And it's very clear that they've selected that age so that they get caught in people who filter under, like in a certain decade. 100%. Yes. And those, I guess they're upfront about the lie before you've even started talking to them. So if you start talking to them, you already know about that. Yeah. I have talked to people and I know a couple of people who do this, who are, it is revealed to them later that the person is a different age than they said they were. Yikes. Yeah. I I know someone, a woman who is a couple years older than me and her dating profile says that she is 31. And I am always asking her, I'm like, you are looking for a relationship. Yes. So what happens when you have to tell him that you're five years older than you said. 
that's going to be, that's going to be, I don't think you can recover from that type of conversation. I don't think so either. And it's one thing if you're just looking for casual connections or, you know, nothing long-term, but if you're looking for something long-term where you're trying to build trust with somebody and you're starting on that lying foot, uh, yeah, I don't think you can come back from that. I agree. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, Rourke, there's a lot here. We've obviously jumped around a ton and also talked about award shows. But I think it would be fun if some of these topics I think deserve their own episode. And I think it would be fun if we did some sort of like listener survey to see which ones they most want us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get the listeners involved and talk about what they want to hear. Yeah. So after this episode comes out, so by the time you're hearing this, I'll put one together and then you guys can vote and we'll dive more deeply into some of this stuff. Love it. Should we wrap up with our five-star reviews? Let's do it. We have a little bit more this week because we didn't do them last week with the guys on. So the names are Britt Busicker, Single in Tennessee, Holly, I think, but it's got numbers in it, so I'm not sure. E.A. Duggs, who's Aaron, who's followed me for a long time on Instagram. Thanks, Aaron. RD2B, Fran Wilkins, and Manaj98. Love. I am going to read Britt Busicker, who I should admit, full disclosure, I know from high school. Which oh my God, how awesome. fun. Yeah, because we haven't kept in touch too much, but she listens to the pod and I'm so appreciative. And she said, the dating gurus you didn't know you needed. I laughed. I related. I cried. These ladies tell it like it is in the best, most hilarious way. My commute has never been so fun. And I will also note that she is commuting to childcare. She is not single. She has children and yet is still really enjoying the podcast. So thanks, Britt. I love that. Um, And then I just like caught this one in our response from our submission sheet. And it Mm -hmm. simply reads, I am from Belize and I thoroughly enjoy your show. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Is that not the best? So Rourke told me guys before we started recording, she told me that she had a surprise from the submission form and I should not look at the submission form. And that was it. And I, I am so thrilled. (laughs) apparently we are the number one social podcast in Belize (laughs) I love it I also just love how simple and matter of fact it was I am from Belize (laughs) I love it thank you Belize that is incredible thank you Belize good night (laughs) yeah and with that good night (laughs) Um, but no seriously actually we're done so good night guys (laughs) we're done goodbye (laughs) tell a friend listen we love you farewell bye